Welcome to On the Rise, Baker's Journal's podcast for busy bakers. With me today is registered dietitian Jane Dummer. You've likely read Jane's column, Final Proof, or known her as the Pot to Plate Food Consultant. Welcome to the podcast, Jane. Thanks, Naomi. It's great to be here. And I'm excited to talk uh, with you a little bit more about positive nutrition and trends that I'm seeing. Well, I'm really curious to hear more about this. Um, can you give me a breakdown of what positive nutrition means? Yeah, so positive nutrition is when we're adding nutrient-dense ingredients. So there actually has been a shift um, the way consumers view healthy food. And, you know, maybe 30 years ago, it was all about removing ingredients, removing salt, removing fats, remove, and we're still talking about removing sugar. But I would say over the past decade, and especially since COVID, um, where there has been an increased awareness of the importance of good health, consumers are looking to um, foods and especially baked goods that have added nutrition. So positive nutrient dense ingredients. Now, what do you mean by nutrient dense? For instance, could you give some examples of what would uh, a nutrient dense ingredient be? Yeah. So when we're looking again at, you know, the baked good industry and we've been talking fiber for quite a few years. And so any ingredient that would be fiber rich, and especially when we're looking at um, the prebiotic uh, fibers. So set, uh, I wrote a column about resistant starch in the past year. And resistant starch is a, is a prebiotic fiber that can be added to food and added to baked goods to increase the, obviously the fiber and increase micronutrients as well. Okay, so how could a baker or a bakery address immune health um, through either an ingredient swap for something nutrient dense or um, adding any nutritional additions? For instance, you mentioned the probiotics. How would they go about adding that? Yeah, so when we're looking at immune health, and immune health has been top of mind over the past 18, 19 months with the pandemic, and even prior to the pandemic, people were looking towards um, health and nutrition and, and taking responsibility for you know, making sure that they are healthy. And now that we have a pan global pandemic on our hands, we're even more uh, interested in how can we be healthier. So immune health is one of the top um, topics <laughs> that we're looking at. And so ingredients that support immune health. So Ingredients like ginger, uh, turmeric, matcha, and you know, you know, I've been writing about matcha for for quite a few years in that, a few years now, and so matcha green tea, seeds and nuts, um, citrus. So we always, you know, know that oranges and grapefruit and tangerines and other and, and lemons and limes are you know high in vitamin C that support the immune system. But now we're seeing it as more ingredients, definitely within the baking industry. Um, the, new, the new kids on the block, I would say, would be the pulse ingredients. So we're seeing pulses like chickpeas and lentils um, that are, again, nutrient dense, that support immune health, add it to more uh, baked goods and breads. Now, how important is functional or better tasting plant ingredients in baking? For instance, you have written about matcha. And from a baker's perspective, it's about color or taste, but um, how would that be an example of what, what is the function that matcha would have? Well, matcha definitely has, again, the nutrient side of 
things. It also has a really earthy taste. Um, and so I know when people are trying to get away from really, really sweet and go to a bit more savory, the matcha is a great ingredient for that. And then it also gives a really bright green color. Um, so functionality, it's, it's fairly, um, fairly easy to, to change. When we're looking at function, when I mentioned like the pulse ingredients, and there's a lot of trial and error um, doing product development with the pulse ingredients because you cannot swap out all-purpose flour for pulse flour because it doesn't have the gluten, it has different moisture um, attributes to it. And so when you are looking at the functionality for plant-based ingredients like, like the pulses, and perhaps seeds as well, depending on the formats of the seeds, it's really important to make sure that uh, you're doing good trial and error <laughs> through product development and understanding what your consumer is looking for. So if they're really, you know, really keen on a very similar mouthfeel to the ingredient that you're swapping out, um, then you better make sure you're getting that exact same texture and mouthfeel. Well, you mentioned that, uh, you know, there's vitamin C and, you know, there's matcha and other probiotic sort of ingredients. Um, what sort of, I guess, labeling concerns uh, should a baker have, you know, if they're saying they're adding probiotics or this contains um, matcha, you know, what's, how could they yeah. market it as a healthier option? Right. So just to clarify, prebiotics are, are fibers that you would eat um, or add to the, the, the baked good that would help increase your gut um, microfunction. And so there's something like a resistant starch. And a probiotic is an actual um, microbe um, that would be added to the food. And so we see a lot of um, probiotics in dairy. We saw that originally um, when probiotics came to the market in Canada um, about two decades ago. And now we're seeing shelf-stable probiotics. And so these can be added to baked goods. Um, so you, it's really important to re review the uh, regulatory rules and guidelines within your, within your country and also within the, the markets that you are distributing to. So, um, you know, it's, it, again, it's really important if you're making a claim on package that you follow the proper uh, regulatory guidelines and rules to make the proper claim. Now, how have you seen plant-based trends evolve over the last five, even 10 years? There's been so many changes in vegetarian, vegan, and other types of trends. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so we've seen plant-based evolve drastically over the past five years. And, and so plant-based, we used to call it vegan, and now it's plant-based because it includes vegetarian, it includes flexitarian, so people who eat meat or animal-based products, but you know they're um, maybe eating a few more plant-based products throughout the week, and you know they want that plant-based to be across all categories, including the baked goods. Um, so we're seeing definitely more innovations in that space. Um, what I'd like to see is instead of alternatives to the typical baked goods, so instead of a vegan donut, um, a brand new product. And, and I think there's opportunities for bakers and bakeries to get creative at this point. I, and I'm just thinking back to the recent um, spoiler alert for final proof that I wrote for October's issue and we feature the pretzel croissant 
And so, you know, I think that's innovative. Eric Forbes from KCB uh, Street Food Food Truck in Calgary. Um, this is a regular product on his, his menu. Um, and I think it's really, again, really interesting. There's opportunity to be innovative and not just, you know, do an alternative um, to what's already out there. It is interesting that there is a, a movement towards sourdough and, you know, making those pretzels and croissants and these very interesting hybrids that certainly reflect a little bit of luxury and a little bit of health to it. Yes. Um, how do you attribute the interest in sourdough? Well, sourdough has a good reputation for um, people with gastrointestinal um, concerns. So um, because the sourdough is already starting to ferment and, and it's starting to break down, um, there is research that it isn't as harsh on your GI. And it's also because of the sourdough and because of the, the fermentation, it also has a, a good positive um, microbe in it um, to help, again, flourish your, your gastrointestinal. So for gut health, sourdough has really, you know, been a gotten a claim to fame over the past, I would say, 10 years. And we're seeing different types of sourdough. Like people are, have a basic sourdough line and then they're adding all kinds of additions to it, whether it's, you know, making a beet sourdough or adding seeds and nuts to the sourdough. Um, so it's very versatile and it's, it's a great base for a health-based bread. Oh, that's great. So to switch gears a little bit, um, I guess my question is, how would someone trying to make, a, I guess, a healthier claim on, on a product, how would, for instance, say sugar reduction reconcile with a label that might include artificial ingredients or artificial coloring? Yeah, so it's a, it's a really good point. And what I tell my clients and, you know, talk about in the final proof column is it's really important to understand your target market and understand the loyalty um, to your to your base ingredients so or your base product so if you've got a product um, a baked good that you want to reduce the sugar you know is your target market going to be happy with artificial sweeteners or will they just like to see the sugar reduced and some other ingredients um, added to it to change it up a little bit so are they looking for an exact taste, color, texture swap? And if they are, then, you know, they might have to use artificial sweeteners to get that really sweet, sweet um, sensation or a combination of an artificial and a natural sugar. So it's, like I say, it's really important for you to understand who your target market is and what they'll accept. And then make sure to, you look at the regulatory requirements um, within your, within your um, jurisdiction, your country, to make sure that if you are claiming um, that you are meeting the guidelines and the rules that are necessary to make those claims. For instance, a couple bakeries that I go to, you know, I'm seeing a lot more nuts and seeds. And, you know, I wrote a book about seeds. So I, I, I love seeds and I love the, the nutrition that come in such a small little inclusion, especially in a, in a baked product. So I would highlight the, the ingredients. So, you know, if you've got um, 
a high antioxidant fruit, like a cranberry in it, then highlight it. the cranberry. I would highlight the seeds, the nuts. If it's got a prebiotic fiber in it, I would, you know, maybe pull out the, the prebiotic fiber and say, you know, this is in the product. Um, but if you are making any type of health claims, you, you again, you want to make sure that you're following proper statements and proper uh, regulatory. Um, but the better for you side, you know, like for, for instance, when I first started talking um, to you about, you know, positive nutrition, people aren't necessarily looking for all the, you know, fat-free, sugar-free, salt-free, but more of the positives. So if they can highlight the healthy ingredients in that, I think that would be great. And even put the healthy ingredients in the name, um, Right now I'm buying a sourdough bread with chia seeds in it. So it's pretty straightforward. It's sourdough base with chia seeds and I'm happy with both, both of those um, ingredients. So uh, I think it's important just to understand your audience and understand what they're looking for and what will move them. And then um, you know, have your communication uh, accordingly. I, I like that policy of sort of honesty and describing what the ingredients are, because in many cases you pointed out quite well, that is the draw. The little things like nuts or seeds may not be just garnish, but a, a really crucial part of the recipe itself. That, so, that's right. And, and transparency builds trust. Mm-hmm. And especially again with the pandemic, people are, are more and more looking for transparency, looking for effective communication. And so if bakers can be uh, savvy in giving out that information, I think that's going to um, pay in the long run. I think that was a terrific discussion about future food trends. Thank you again, Jane Dummer, registered dietitian, for taking the time to speak to On The Rise. It's been my pleasure, Naomi, and I hope to return soon.